BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I'm Travis Croden. You're listening to Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. Today, I'm joined by my two lovely co-hosts, the birthday girl of many celebrations, Gwen Flamberg. That's me. Don't stop. Keep it rocking. And the woman coming for all of Vanessa Hudgens' gigs, wearing sneakers to music festivals, Sarah Huron. Hi, Travis. Hello. Well, guys, today we have freedom. When calls the return to set, that will make sense later, a lesbian space commune, pansexual alien encounter, and much, much more. Never thought I'd say this in this podcast, but here we are. But as we do, let's start with our woes of the week. This is what made our co-host and host go aghast and just have a minor freak out and just be bewildered and bedazzled. Sarah Huron, what made you bewilder and bedazzled this week? We're going to do a Bachelor-themed woe, um, oh. because I haven't been able to talk about this on the Bachelor podcast yet, because there's been so much VIP drama to unpack. First of all, you know, RIP Clarendale, they have called it quits again. Um, not so woe-worthy, but just important to, you know, keep the people updated. Um, my bigger woe was Jesse Palmer, set to host The Bachelor. It's a woe for two reasons. One, I can't believe I didn't think of this, because it's so obvious. He is a host. He was a Bachelor back in the day. He works with ABC. He's on ESPN. He hosted The Ultimate Surfer. He hosted the proposal. I think he was just waiting for Chris Harrison to flub so he could step in. Um, But then it's also woe because while it makes sense on paper, it is slightly confusing to me overall because he was The Bachelor back in like 2004. The show has changed quite a bit. I just don't know if he, you know is the best choice. I think it's a safe choice. He's a football, a former football player. The new bachelor has some football ties, but it's kind of boring. And he's kind of basically just Chris Harrison again. And I was hoping for maybe a two bachelor duo, the same way we had Caitlin and Tasha step up for the bachelorette to get a little bit more like deep and like girl talk, but boy chats. Um, and I think this is just going to be very standard. He's very well-spoken and I'm sure he'll be just fine. But I was I was looking for a different direction. But at the same time, this is so obvious and I can't believe I didn't think it. Well, he's boring and that makes me go woe too, Sarah. Gwen Flamberg, um, what made you go woe this week? Well, guys, it's kind of like a double woe because first I totally went woe when I saw Duchess Kate, nay Kate Middleton, step out on that no time to die red carpet wearing a glamorous golden Jenny Packham gown. I mean, she looked like a literal queen, which is funny because one day she will be the literal queen. But then the comparison came out that actually it was a nod to a dress that Princess Diana wore to the 1985 premiere of another Bond movie. I think it was A View to a Kill. Princess Diana wore a dress that was almost the same cut, 
the same color palette. And, you know, as we've seen often, Duchess Kate does pay homage to her late mother-in-law, Princess Diana, by wearing her jewels and in many other ways with fashion. And of course, you guys, you can read all about this current homage and also check out all of the pastimes that Duchess Kate has dressed like Princess Diana on usmagazine.com slash stylish. Wait, I was- loved Speaking of royals, that dress. I love that dress too, Travis. She looked amazing. But amazing. I should have made my whoa the fact that I saw Harry and Meghan in person just days ago. Now, wait a second. You saw them at the Global Citizen concert, right, Sarah? I did. Now, how close did you actually get to them? Like, I need feet. I need to know, like, oh, did you I see mean- Meghan Markle's, like, could you tell if she had a pimple? Uh, no, close. I definitely could not tell if she had a pimple, but I did see them like before they went on stage, like they were standing and I was like on the side that they came out on and they were holding hands. They were like, she was like smiling. They were like ready for their freaking close up. And the crowd like loved them. It was when he, the, he called her wife and everyone like went nuts. Like he just announced like the biggest thing on the planet. <laughs> Meanwhile, a few hours later, when Bill de Blasio came out, he was booed up the wazoo. So, um, Megan and Harry very well loved amongst in New York. Um, and you know, taking their job very seriously, very like lovey from what I could see behind the scenes. So it was fascinating to, you know, be at anywhere, breathe the same air as them, really. Listen, I mean, I am all for them as a couple. I would actually like, if I had been in your position, Sarah, I might have fainted. Like I might've just been (laughs) dead on the spot. You would have had to mop me up, but also aren't they being filmed for one of their Netflix documentaries? So it's, is it is it real is it for show is it a little bit of both I was feeling the love I was feeling the love and you know whatever and I've always said I think we both agreed on this we have issues with Megan and Harry sometimes and how they handle things but my biggest takeaway from that interview besides all the scandal was that they love each other so much like they whether it's you know however it happened and whatever they are infatuated with each other and that kind of came out also on on this on the stage so it was well she has managed to succeed in doing something that i think you know some people try to do in a relationship which is to kind of take their significant other as their own and build this kind of wall around them so that it's them against the world mm-hmm. and she's really managed to do that and i think that that's part of like their you know some might call it codependency i don't know Wow. Definitely love. Codependency. What made me not go well was that every single outfit Meghan Markle wears and the Kate Middleton wears is an ode to Princess Diana. Every single one. So it is, it's <laughs> lovely, but really, really not shocking to me. I think I've seen that headline, you know, at least 200 times in the last year. Yeah. Well, also, my why well, was Meghan wearing so many coats in New York? It was very It's her look. She's monochromatic, wearing coats. It wasn't even hot, but that is her look, and she is sticking to it. Okay. <laughs> Well, my woe is from Shakira. You may know Shakira from Shakira, Shakira. Yes, from Shakira. Shakira, her hips do not lie. (laughs) And just being an amazing singer and having a really interesting vocal tone. Um, But that's not what made me go woe this week at all. She was uh, accosted by two wild boars who made off with her handbag. (laughs) Yeah, she went on Instagram and posted some stories and she says, quote, they destroyed everything. Uh, She said she was attacked 
attacked by two piffering pigs, some gigantic wild boars, which can get up to 800 to 1,200 uh, pounds, which attacked her while she was in a park in Barcelona with her eight-year-old son, Milan. Um, so <laughs> the she-wolf singer, just had to get that in there, um, took her bag into the woods with her phone in it. And then she turned to her son and she says, Milan, tell the truth. Show how your mommy stood up to the wild boar. And apparently she fought back the wild boar a little bit and protected her family. And that just made me go, whoa, because it's not very often that pop stars get in fights with two wild boars. So thank you for that, Shakira. Let us move into some news of the week. Cue the confetti cannons because Britney is free. I wish we had lots of sound effects because I'd hit every single one on the board. Yes, I mean, Britney still has a little bit way to go. Her next court hearing where her conservatorship is officially removed without anyone being in charge is coming up. But the biggest step in the case has been taken this week when her dad was suspended, love that word, exiled, maybe the court should use, as her conservator. Earlier this year, her dad, Jimmy Spears, you know, filed court documents announcing that he was going to step down from being her conservator. But now the judge has suspended him, kicked him to the curb. And guys, I'm just so happy about this victory for Britney Spears. She posted an Instagram with Sam from a plane, said she was flying on cloud nine, flying in the clouds. Sam posted support for her. And it's really just really just a lovely story. Gwen Flamberg, where were you when you heard the news that you will never forget? I'm just so happy for Brittany. I'm so happy that this, you know, it kind of turned out the way that those of us who are part of the Free Britney movement wanted it to and kind of faster than I than I expected it to. So I'm just thrilled and I hope that now Brittany takes this freedom and uses it responsibly. Very good point. Sarah Huron, Free Britney semi-advocate, how do you feel? Oh, First of all, I'm, are you kidding? I'm such an advocate. That was so rude. Um, I was working. So there's that. Um, thank you, Brittany, for, you know, the late court call. Um, no, I'm obviously very happy for Brittany. I watched the update to Framing Britney Spears, Controlling Britney Spears. There, It's definitely worth watching. Um, the head of the guy who worked for their security is in it. There's a lot of interesting claims about how she was monitored and tracked and stuff. Um, I can't wait to watch Britney versus Spears on Netflix. I haven't watched that one yet. Um, and obviously super happy for Brittany. I have all the faith in the world that she's going to handle this well. She's going to be the queen she is. And mm-hmm. I just like a snaps to her lawyer who I saw a tweet oh, like in him. like 40 days, he did what her other lawyer couldn't do in 13 years. So shout out to him. He is a true advocate for Brittany and a boss lawyer. Elwood's vibes for Matthew. Thank you for your service. <laughs> I love Matthew. We need to get him on a t-shirt. And Controlling Britney Spears was an amazing documentary from the New York Times on Hulu. I did watch Britney versus Spears. It's not as good as the Hulu one. Okay. Um, it's just not as dramatic, but it's fun to watch both. But if you're looking for a light pick-me-up, I wouldn't watch either because they are both very, very, very depressing. Sarah, do you hear that ring? Do you hear that ringing? Because I think Wen is calling you and he wants your heart? Question mark. So mm. Sarah Huron, please dissect this non-grammatically correct English sentence and tell it why it really means Aunt Becky is back, bitch. 
He's back, bitch. Just like Hallmark <laughs> Channel wants us to say, Aunt Becky's back, bitch. Um, yes, Lori Laughlin, you guys. It is 2021. The fall of 2021 is the year of the Laughlin Giannulli family as Olivia J tackles Dancing with the Stars, which we'll get to in a second. Lori is heading to Canada. She is going to reprise her role as Abigail from Wind Calls the Heart. She is not appearing on Wind Calls the Heart um, because turns out that show got a spinoff that nobody knew about. Um, and it airs on GAC Family which is an affiliate of Hallmark. And it is called, of course, When Hope Calls. So she will be playing her same character. Thank goodness. Hope is calling, baby. She will be playing her same character with, I'm sure, just as much heart as she would on When Calls the Heart and extra hope because she is going to appear in the two-part premiere, When Hope Calls a Country Christmas, which will hit GAC family in December. And she got permission from the judge to travel to Canada. She is there right now. And a source tells us that Lori is very excited about this return. She, quote, can't wait to get back to work. She's been waiting for a long time to get back on set. She's looking forward to the future and is ready to film wind calls the heart well um, i actually reached out to sarah huron for comment because this is a huge day for you so sarah huron tell us now live how do you feel i mean again i've never seen wind calls the heart um or when hope calls although i am a frequent hallmark channel viewer i just miss those those episodes but honestly hot take i'm happy for Lori. um she did her time she paid her fees it's it's you know i don't think we should be handing her an oscar or an humanitarian award anytime soon but i think never any risk of that right i think it's okay for her to film this hallmark spinoff the fans want her if you look at the comments there are people celebrating you got candace cameron beret celebrating a bunch of the hallmark people are celebrating she clearly was very beloved on the set of these shows and i think it's okay for her to reprise her role as Abigail Stanton. I really do. What do you think? Well, Gwen, have we, has enough time passed? Are we as a country, as a nation, as a culture, ready to forgive Lori Laughlin and see her back where she belongs and is happiest with her friend Wen calling to her heart? And I can't speak for the whole country, you guys, but I personally, like, I'm not ready to forgive. Like, oh. what she did was terrible. And I just think that she should sort of go away. Like, I think that you should just kind of, like, concentrate on being a mom now. Wow. I don't know. I, I while I agree with Gwen that it was, you know, horrible, she, she really was just trying to cheat the system and screw other kids' <laughs> lives for the sake of her children. Exactly. So and using like her, her privilege in, in the meanwhile. And using so, her privilege. Yeah. But it's like, you know, would any other parent in that situation have done any different? Hopefully they would so they can stay out of jail. But I'm, I'm sort of ready for, to forgive Lori Laughlin now. Okay. Short and memories. Short memories y'all have. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I mean, always. But also, it's interesting. I really just want Lori to show up to Dancing with the Stars. We still have not seen her. And Felicity Huffman filmed a pilot like a year ago. And I know her crimes weren't as bad. But we, she got to be, she's getting to be like on ABC. It all, it's everything's working out the way it should. Karma is doing its job. Felicity gets to go back to ABC. And Lori has to stay on the Hallmark Channel's affiliate channel. She's not even getting a movie. She's getting a, a, a small part in the Wind Calls the Heart spinoff that doesn't even air on Hallmark. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's I think it's okay. <laughs> it's throwing her a little bone.
let's go to a couple who sources tell us are not doing so well that we on the Hot Hollywood podcast saw miles away. Olivia Munn and John Mulaney. A source told us that John and Olivia are happy together as a couple, but things are moving fast, too fast for either of them. And this has caused a little rift in their relationship. The baby came out of left field and hit them like a ton of bricks. Neither was expecting this to happen. There's a little strain, but they're not on the verge of a breakup. Friends aren't sure of Olivia's due date or when they really seem to have got together, but see, see, things seem to have overlapped romantically with his ex-wife still in the picture more than they are letting on. John and Olivia are currently living together and working through it and are probably going to be okay, but this is causing a little bit of a rift. Now, we knew from judging baby bumps professionally that <laughs> the time frames didn't quite work out with how far along she's do um and sources tell us this is causing a little bit of a rift sarah huron i know you're not surprised but what do you think about this yeah i mean this is about the least surprising information on the planet um you know as i think i've said this before but I, when, whenever a baby or a child is going to be involved it's 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 tough so i don't wish bad things for this unborn child but at the same time I mean, Olivia Munn, her, her track record speaks for itself. And obviously, John Mulaney has had a wild year um, in and out of substance abuse um, treatment and getting divorced and now becoming a dad. I think this is a recipe for, you know, maybe not the easiest happily ever after. Can I pipe in here, you guys? All right. Please. One thing we can definitively say about Olivia Munn and John Mulaney without casting any aspersions is that they are both adults and they both have high IQs. These are two smart individuals. And like, you know, the stork doesn't just drop off a baby. You know what I'm saying? They were seeing each other. They were sleeping together. She got pregnant and they decided to have the baby. It's that simple. And Yes, things seem to be moving quite fast. Nobody really knows the timeline of any of it, but like, let's not blame it on nobody saw this coming, you know? Like, come on, guys, buck up. You're two smart grown-ups. You were sleeping together. You got pregnant. You decided to have the baby. If you're not connecting as a couple, that's because you haven't been a couple yet, but like, call a spade a spade. See, I think that they are so smart, documented, proven, but I think their EQ, their emotional intelligence is a uh, little lower than other people's. They seem a little bit, they're sort of awkward, nerdy weirdos. And I think that the emotional part of this has sort of fallen behind the intellectual part of this. And I'm a little worried for them. The baby's going to be fine. They're both amazing people. I know they're going to be great parents. I just don't, like the source said, don't know if they will be together for the baby. And it's also she's like not to age shame, but she's like in her early 40s. So if she wanted to have a child, you know, this could have been the time right. and she was really right. the risk, which is great, great. which is yeah. awesome. But then don't blame the baby and like why, <laughs> you know, your relationship might not be exactly what you wanted it to be. Like, you know, I, she probably did get pregnant and see it as an opportunity to become a mother. And all right, so let's right. see where it goes and maybe they'll stay together and maybe they won't. Great. Well, let's babies always heal all relationships. So let's see if this one works for that. <laughs> 
Well, let's go again to the A-list. We have Angelina Jolie spotted with The Weeknd again, a couple that I am fascinated about, mainly just because they're from two different worlds and the age gap, and I just never would have guessed them together, but I sort of really like it and hope it's true. Mm -hmm. Well, a source told us that both Angie and Abel, The Weeknd's real name, in case y'all didn't know, are telling people that they're just friends, but those who know them think something romantic is going on. Angie lights up when she talks about him, and Abel is in awe of Angie. Angelina. Right now, this is just a friendship, but friends believe things could turn romantic for them. The source continues, Angie is playing down the talk of anything serious, but she's definitely warming towards Abel, and he's been pouring on the charm and going out of his way to impress her. Now, I think we should throw it back to a little sinker ship. Gwen Flamberg, The weekend, and Angelina Jolie sink or ship this possible new couple. I'm sailing away. <laughs> I ship, ship, shippity ship. I'm into this couple. I think that he's a smart dude, obviously a high EQ. We were just touching on that. She's usually interested at this point in her life in, in people with super substance. And I don't know, I kind of like that these two are taking it slow are becoming special friends before it develops into something that they'll tag as romantic. But I don't know, I kind of dig it. And like, I don't know, with Abel, he always is with the hottest humans. So like, yes, whatever this guy has, I'd be interested in getting intimate with it. <laughs> Sarah Huron, what about you? Are you looking to the date the weekend and find out why he does date all of the hottest women in Hollywood? Yeah, sure. I mean, I don't I don't not ship. I am a little confused, but sometimes that's the best pairings. I love a left field moment. And now more than ever, I think Bella Hadid should shoot her shot with Brad Pitt. Ooh, interesting. Interesting. Well, but she that's has a long-term who... boyfriend too. Yeah, yeah. It's not who I would like to see Brad Pitt with. Well, I He's just He's a want fashion-y best. guy. But I do uh, have Bella to Hadid's interject, guys. Guy. I've got to interject because speaking of super hot people in Hollywood, I was walking in Soho yesterday. Exactly. I was walking in Soho yesterday and I saw Emily Ratajkowski's husband walking their dog. She was nowhere in sight, but he was walking their dog. And here's what I'm going to tell you. The dog is the biggest German shepherd I have ever seen. And I don't know how she walks the dog. I She's think the so dog weighs more than she does. An exclusive yeah. here at the Hot Hollywood Podcast. Whenever I see him, I get so weirded out because she did the thing that Naya Rivera did where she broke up with a fiance, kept the yes. wedding date, and then married a new guy who looks exactly like the other guy. It is so <laughs> strange that that happened twice in one year. You know what's so funny also is someone just sent me a TikTok that was like, check on your um, pop culture friend who has to give you all the information. Like, there's there was that girl is the one who knows Emily Ratajkowski's husband's name and like no one else does like whatever and something like that and I was like yeah of course his name is Sebastian like yeah I yes. knew it right away of course I get him confused with the other one but happy for Sebastian and their gigantic uh German <laughs> Shepherd
I promised you uh, non-binary pansexual alien encounters, and that's what I will deliver. Yes, we are talking about Demi Lovato in their new unscripted Peacock series because we needed an 11th documentary from them. Demi took to Joshua Tree, a lovely place, one of my favorite places, and they were with their sister Dallas and their skeptical best friend Matthew, and they attempted to uncover the truth about UFO phenomena by meeting alien abductees, investigating eyewitness encounters, and digging up secret government reports. Luckily, Demi is on the case. So Demi spoke to Entertainment Weekly, and they asked what, you know, sparked their interest in UFOs. And Demi said, I had a pretty profound experience on my 28th birthday. I made alien contact, and it was pretty mind-blowing. Ever since I started to look into this more, and I wanted to do a show, to, a show about it. Don't worry, they get into it more. We were stargazing. We tried to do this protocol where you make contact and all of a sudden something showed up directly above the sky. It was huge lights that made a question mark almost in the sky. And then it just like blacked out. I realized that in my life was probably going to change in a spiritual way because if I have a spiritual connection to this journey as well. Love a spiritual connection to aliens. Why not? They um, Entertainment Weekly asked if they were freaked out. She says, you would think I'd be freaked out. But what I have found in these experience is the love there is no fear the feeling when you get when these with these beans is so warm and loving and accepting that you're just overwhelmed with joy um sarah Huron, what are your thoughts on demi lovato's possibly romantic but definitely joyous uh alien encounter in joshua tree there's nothing I need less in this world than more Demi Lovato content and Demi Lovato alien content. I just simply do not care. I have not cared about aliens since the episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians when Chloe and Tristan tried to find a UFO. That was about as much as I could take. And I don't know who keeps giving Demi Lovato television shows, but they need to reevaluate their decisions. And that is my hot take. I, I absolutely agree with that. There are too many documentaries, maybe like a song, maybe an acting role, just something yeah. that's less about you. Yeah. Gwen Flamberg, um, have you any had any alien encounters uh, while on vacation? I've never had any alien encounters, Travis, but I will tell you that once I saw a ghost and I did feel like I knew that I actually had really seen the ghost because I didn't feel fear. I felt this kind of like warm, loving thing. So I think that they are a bit confused and what they saw out there in Joshua Tree was a ghost, not an alien. Wow. But also Hot every take. time, every time they <laughs> controversial. How are you so brave? They Demi Lovato might fight you like the it's like she fought that like they fought that um frozen yogurt place. It's very, very possible. Every time they come out with something a, a bit, you know, left of center like this, I just worry about them. So good luck, Demi. Well, before we get into lesbian space communes, Sarah Huron, why don't you tell us all about Dancing with the Stars and the new dancing queen, not ABBA, it is Olivia Jade. You guys, Dancing with the Stars week two, they all were really good again. Not as good, honestly, as the premiere. I think everyone's nerves maybe were getting to them after the competition was heating up. But obviously, we lost the Karate Kid as our first eliminated um, contestant since all he, he could barely walk. Um, God bless Martin Cove or whatever. Um, but now I actually don't know who's going to go next. I think that there is interesting. It's going to be the fan bases, see who shows up. And there was this controversy based on this blind gossip item that Olivia Jade struck some deep deal yeah. with um abc to be on the show till at mm -hmm. least week three 
So this tweet went out that said, Olivia Jade supposedly has a deal to stay on for at least three weeks without being in danger, hashtag Dancing with the Stars. And Robert Mills, who is like the head of like special programming at ABC, he does Bachelor stuff, he does Dancing with the Stars stuff, all those like summer shows that you're watching that are ridiculous, he is in charge of. And he responded, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. The show is a competition and as such is subject to legal and broadcast standard regulations. So shutting that down, um, glad he shut it down, but of course it just made more attention onto Olivia, who controversy seemingly follows, and now I'm sure people are more convinced than ever is on the show with some fake deal. They I don't understand. But here's the thing. It's like, don't people phone in who goes home? How can they strike a deal for her to stay? Does, is there like evidence that if they praise her, people won't phone her in? To, no, to this leave? is all just to claim that they are going to like rig the votes. Like, like if Olivia was in the bottom two, they wouldn't announce it. I just don't think that's true. It's only week one. And the bottom two was exactly what you would expect. It was Martin Cove who couldn't dance and the girl from Bling <laughs> Empire, because I don't even remember her name. Because Bling Christine Empire- Chu. Yeah, but that's just, I mean, it, it obviously the wigs. Moment, but I don't think she has the fan base. And it's this. I am a Christine Chu fan. I don't know. I think that Christine Chu has a huge bling empire, had a huge following. And I think that there is probably a big cult following for her. But I just still watching Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, know, it's, it's reality nation. It's people who are really into bling empire. I don't, I don't know, know, to be honest. I don't know. I, you know, you're the reality queen. I actually put all of my trust into you, Sarah Heron, wow. Same. When you when you speak of these things. Thank Same. you so much. Um, I'm very intrigued to see how far Olivia does go and if Lori will grace us with her presence in the ballroom. I'm thinking maybe she won't, honestly, which I think is is upsetting after not coming from it I mean, is. if you the first two weeks are the only guaranteed like if olivia went home first she would have missed her chance and now she's in canada shooting when hope calls the hardies of whatever so will yes. she show up i just don't know but you know waiting for olivia this week instead of talking about the college cheating scandal she did her partner um val's makeup for a vlog so that was exciting for me to watch you know Oh, yeah. Getting back to her roots. We love yeah. to see it. And I don't know why I really want Lori Laughlin uh, to go watch Dancing with the Stars, but I don't want Lori and Massimo together. I feel like that's oh. too much. Don't you, you don't think want Massimo to leave his I house. Don't, I don't want Massimo to leave his house. I don't know why I've forgiven Lori, but not have forgiven Massimo. I can't quantify it, and it makes no sense, but he's I not forgiven. Feel it, though. I kind of right? feel it. Right. I think it's because he acted how like when he was in jail versus how she did. Yeah, he tried to get out early and like the recordings or like e the emails that are alleged, you know, encounters with the guidance counselor. He was just like so rude. Like Lori yeah. and Olivia, obviously, I'm sure they were in the know and like it still was wrong, but they kind of seemed to be following Massimo's lead. Let's move on to a lesbian space commune. So we know that Elon Musk and Grimes have split up after giving birth to their child who no one's name, uh, no one can pronounce their name because it's, it's just look it up. Um, so, you know, a lot of couples divide up assets, a lot of couples divide up, you know, the, the house, the cars, the kids, but Grimes and Elon are dividing up space. And Grimes exclusively told page six via email that she will be colonized colonizing one of Jupiter's moons. She says that Elon has given her one of these moons for her lesbian space commune. <laughs> it's like hopefully a little bit of a joke with um, 
Elon Musk getting a SpaceX contract with NASA for $178 million to help them re reach Jupiter's moons. And apparently he's going to give that to Grimes to start a lesbian space commune. Uh, do we support this dividing of um, moons, space? It's just a weird story, but I don't understand. Kind of I don't understand Grimes and Elon Musk. I just I never understood them. I don't get it. I don't get what they named their child. I don't get is this her telling us that she's pansexual and that's what broke up the marriage. But obviously they're going to co-parent on Jupiter. I, they just confuse me and I don't even really find it amusing. Oh, see, I love a co-parenting on Jupiter. Sarah Huron, <laughs> I can tell by your face that you have no feelings towards this story at all. Whatever I said about Demi Lovato, insert their names. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> well, our last story, I think you're gonna like a little bit more because it's Khloe Kardashian who uh, clapped back or more responded to a fan who said that she was banned from the Met Gala. Uh, someone on Twitter uh, suggested that Khloe had been banned from the Met Gala and and then Chloe individually ta they tagged Chloe, and then she clarified that she is absolute that it is absolutely not true. Um, she said she is not banned from this. But what I really found interesting about this story was that it was such a self read. It was like I haven't been banned from the Met Gala. I've just never been invited. Was the sort of like subtext of that tweet, and it just made me really sad that she chose to respond to that. She's like, oh no, I haven't been banned. Just no one's asked me. Please get that right. Thank you. Sarah Huron, do you think that Chloe deserves to go to the Met Gala? Because I sort of do. Yeah, I totally do. I don't think it makes sense um, at this point to exclude any Kardashian Jenner from a, an event that's about influence and fashion and style. Um, you know, Chloe's style is certainly, I would say, maybe the most questionable amongst yes. the family. Yes. Um, she has still makes some wild choices. But at the same time, I think she deserves a shot. I would love to see all five of them walk together because Courtney's yeah. never been there. Um, and I would thought her and Travis would be there this year. They weren't. Um, and I would love to see a Kardashian moment, maybe like all dressed in the same designer, walking together, um, maybe like bring Northwest also just like for fun. Oh, I would love that too. Gwen, is that allowed on your red carpet at the Met Gala, full Kardashians and children? Why not? You know, as we know, there are several celebrities who are asked to come and walk the red carpet, but maybe don't pay the $50,000 plate fee. I would love to see actually all the kids. I find the kids the most interesting and also the best dressed of the whole family. And for the record, I have met and chatted with pretty much every Kardashian. And I can tell you that Chloe is the one with the best personality. So Absolutely. I don't see why Anna doesn't want her to entertain at a table. I think that maybe even in May she'll be in. Ooh, yeah. If I were going to sit down at a table with any of them, having spoken to them, it is absolutely Chloe. Yeah, she's the fun one. Do you guys know what it's time for? Celebrity birthday boxing media. Uh, yeah. I have that? a lot of aggression today and I'm excited to get it out. Oh, yeah, we're going to get it out. Well, the first bout is to you, Gwen Flamberg. We have the other Gwen, Gwen Stefani, who is mm. turning 52 this week oh, versus God. Julie Andrews, who is 85 this week. I would love to give it to Julie Andrews because, you know, she is a pop culture icon and still strong at 85. However, 
you know, next to Duchess Kate, Gwen Stefani is the literal queen. So, and at 52 with those rock hard abs, ding, 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 she is the winner. Ding, 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 Gwen Stefani making all of us under 60 years old feel terrible about our life choices and not looking as hot. Sarah Huron, next bout is to you. We have Kelly Ripa, who has a 50th birthday this week. Hey, versus Ashley Simpson, who is turning 36 this week. Okay, well, you know Ashley Simpson is like everything to me. (laughs) While Kelly Ripa is probably in better shape than any, like any of us at 50 and in theory would win, I'm giving it to Ashley Simpson because she is the queen of my heart and this ring. Ah, uh, makes me want to lala. Gwen, Gwen Flamberg, we have some queens of the 90s in our last mm-hmm. round. Nev Campbell is 47 mm-hmm. versus Rachel Lee Cook, who is 41. Oh, this is a tough one. And I'm, know. you know, I don't think that they ever appeared scantily clad in a pool making out. That wasn't that duo. That was Nev Campbell and somebody. Denise Richards. Was it Denise Richards in that film? Sure anyway, was. Wild um, things. Watch it, kids. You know, Rachel Lee Cook, she would be a wild card to win this battle, but I just don't think that she has it in her. I'm going to give it to Nev Campbell. Uh, yeah, I have to agree with that. Party Sarah, at five. Ding, party ding. At five. Sarah Huron, this all-ladies bout has turned into a last-minute menagerie of fighting. Gwen Stefani, 52, versus Ashley Simpson, 36, and Nev Campbell, 47. Who is taking the crown for you today? I'm talking about love. <laughs> L-O-V-E. I love you, Ashley Simpson. You win everything to me. We love her. I'm glad she got to save the best nose job in Hollywood. Really support her, not poking fun. Not a joke, just a fact. Facts are facts. Well, facts are facts, and Ashley Simpson looks great. Well, thank you so much to my co-hosts, Sarah and Gwen, for helping me spill all of this piping hot celebrity this week. Again, this is Travis Cronin on Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood podcast with your weekly peek into the glamour, glitter, fashion, fame of your favorite celebrities. After all... They're, They're just, just like, like, like us. us. <laughs> All right. See if we Oof. do better next week. Thanks, guys. Bye.